In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. On this episode of Crown Jewels, is the Daily Mail Kate's number one stan? Will Harry and Meghan make a return to the UK? And we make it rain, tears of joy, recapping Queen Charlotte. We are back with another episode of Crown Jewels, the elite podcast for the royally obsessed, presented by Betches Media. I'm Lex Nico. And I'm Samantha Bush. And I mean, we're coming back from Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Succession finale. Summer House reunion part one. Yeah. I did Taylor Swift in New York over the weekend. We had a yeah. busy You week. looked incredible. Oh, thank you. It was so magical. And like, I avoided, I literally, I'm like losing followers on TikTok left, right and center because I have not been going on and posting because I'm like, every time I go on, there's all the like spoilers of the concert and I wanted to be surprised. So now I can get back in my TikTok girl era, but like, and then also with Succession, because I was at the concert, I did not go on the internet, which for me is crazy, like Saturday (laughs) evening or Sunday evening till like Monday morning, I went to the airport early so I could watch this on my phone because I am ridiculous. What were your final succession thoughts? They are a royal family of sorts. <laughs> I know. I am so satisfied with the ending. Mm-hmm. Like it to me was perfect. I thought the season was perfect. I mean, I love that they're going out on a high. I love that they didn't keep the show going you know, too long where you're like, okay, like I don't give a fuck about these horrible people anymore. Like Yellowstone. And also <laughs> like with the game of Thrones last season, I feel like everyone was so like, we're also bitter about it mm-hmm. and like who ended up, you know, being on the throne. And if anyone yells at me about spoiling a show that ended six years, years ago, ago, please <laughs> leave me alone. I know. Um, but so the succession finale, I just thought was so good. Like it was so well written I mean everything everything about this show I just like love so much and now knowing who is a successor at the end I want to go back and like rewatch I know and like see if there were any easter eggs right because it's like because there will be yes and the way that they like weaved the story around the three kids and like I think everybody's like ending was just tied up so nicely in the sense that Mm -hmm. like to your point I feel satisfied with how everything was tied up. And also Mm -hmm. there was like, you know, shock and delight and surprise. And it was just all very, very, very well done. Mm -hmm. It was like painful at times and it was like funny at times. And then it was like heartwarming a little bit to see them like be siblings in the kitchen and, you know. That was my favorite scene when they were like giggling in the kitchen. And this isn't a spoiler, like they're giggling in the kitchen. And I'm like, this feels like three young siblings. Like that's where Mm -hmm. it's like, I love that they gave us that scene in the last episode of the entire series. Like the thing with Succession is like everything is so is done on purpose, like 
everything they wear is intentional. Everything they say is intentional. Like there's, so you really have to kind of pay attention and be like really tapped in Mm -hmm. to what's going on. And there's, I mean, there's so many things going on Twitter right now of like kind of tying in past moments that maybe you forgot about that were like Easter eggs for now. Yes. And it's like, it's so good. It's so, I know. so good. It's like brilliant when you think about it, like the layers, it's just, it's delicious. And I like, perfect. again, not a spoiler, but I cannot get this one line out of my head. Just going, I'm the eldest boy. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I don't know so why it's Royals like stuck. Coded. Mm-hmm. Right. It was very Royals driven. And I was just like, this is perfect. Like all of this is perfect. And that delivery was incredible. Oh my God. It was just all around. If you haven't watched Succession, please watch it. Please watch Mm -hmm. the finale at the very least. Like the writers, I can't, I can't Mm -hmm. get over it. The names, like the intention. I know. Did you, so you saw the TikTok then or the video of the girl talking about, yeah, the name, the baseball player. Yes. My mom had sent that to me because my mom is like very online too. And so she sent that to me um, like last week. And I was like, there's no way. But like that, it feels so spot on and like so accurate. I know. And it's crazy how this woman called this out and like good for her, good for her business. But like these writers, they thought about everything. I know. Everything. Everything. It was so good. You know who hasn't thought about anything? You want Summer House? (laughs) Summer House. I was like, I, I before we before we started recording, I was like, Sam, we need to talk about the Summer House re- reunion part one off the top because like, I just need your sound bites and first thoughts for me on this reunion and how they all hate each other. So everyone hates each other. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, there seems to be no path forward. No, um, with anybody, and that does not make a good reality show. Um, that's the secret to Vanderpump Rules. Is that I mean, they've fucked each other's boyfriends, girlfriends, you know, they've fucked people next to elderly women in retirement villages. Like they've, they've done the worst of the worst and they all seem to like move on and like, yes, kind of bury it for the sake of the show. And I mean, honestly, the fame and, um, I don't know where they stand now with the scandal. I'm talking this, what I'm describing is pre scandal. So yes. But I will say they all hang out together. Like I was at right, a gender reveal on Friday. Out. Sheena, Katie, Kristen, Brittany, and Jax were all there. Like okay, very. Flex. They're all. No, but I'm saying it to the point of like they hang out they together really in real life. Friends. Yes. Right. Yes. Like they are a crew. Yeah. So, you know, Summer House seems to not really understand that. And no. it, I found it to be so frustrating to watch because it was like filled with hypocrisy. And one of the biggest things for me is, you know, Paige saying that Lindsay and Carl are liars, but she's dating Craig. Mm-hmm. That doesn't. And they make a lot showed of sense your article. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. They literally I showed know. your article in the reunion, and, and you tweeted and- something. Mm-hmm. Carry on. I did. You, and I said you- there was a lot I could say. Mm-hmm. because Paige was accusing Lindsay, first of all, of writing in and giving me that information. And mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, she didn't. And um, T, you heard it here first, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. And Carl and I have never DM'd. Like, I feel like it's just been one sided of me sending him like heart emojis and like, hope you're staying strong. Like, 
messages so proud of like, you. At, like the dead of night, like so embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah, so that was weird. And it was frustrating because it's like, I don't want to like reveal who my source was because that's like, no, of course. You know, I have integrity. You are a journalist. First. I'm a serious journalist. But yeah, so that was weird. Seeing my article pop up, I was like, oh, okay. There it is. And, you know, watching Paige lie was really fascinating. And um, yeah, it's just fra- it's frustrating because it used to be one of my favorite Bravo shows. And now it's Same. like, I don't even know. I, it's hard to watch because what I feel like we're watching is different what they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And I, I tweeted today because, you know, I just have so many thoughts about Bravo yes. running around in my head at all times is like one of the fatal flaws of like s- some reality shows is when they start to get too in the muck with like social media and mm-hmm. things that didn't happen on camera. And that's all this reunion was, was stuff that we've never seen. We've never heard. And it's we like, don't have okay, that's not like that fun to watch something that we don't even know is true. And it's like, also like, it's so and that's like where I come back to the fact shit. of like they hate each other because they're nitpicking hate. at things that didn't even happen on the show. Like or this is like more deep ago. rooted, you know? Right. So it's just like if you guys want to have an argument, have it like off camera. And you know mm. what? I'm pivoting. The last thing I'll say, like Summerhouse Martha's Vineyard. If you're not watching that, start watching yeah. that. Please. It's great. We need a second it's season. Fun, it's already. fresh. It's yeah. 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 They're here. I'm here for them. For sure. Gosh. I know. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that. I can't wait to continue to watch that Vanderpump reunion. We're getting that big spoiler, you know, and oh God, uh, I, know. I will always ask. I know that this is Crown Jewels, a royal podcast, but I will always have some time and hold some Vanderpump or Bravo space for Sam mm-hmm. because I eat up we, everything. We you always say. hold space for Bravo <laughs> yes. in any podcast we do. <laughs> exactly. It's just the way it is. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Sam, do you want to start us off with some royal subjects for our royal subjects? Yes, I would love to. So like, it's not a major story. It's more of an observation. Yes. I'm so glad that you wrote this and I was digging into it before we started because I was like, this is a great observation. 
what I've noticed is so if you go to like the Royals page on Daily Mail, it's like overwhelmingly positive stories of just mm-hmm. if you go and look, there's really not any other story I don't think about anybody else. I mean, of course, they do like their typical throwback articles where it's like, let's take a look back at the king and Prince Philip's marriage, like Mm -hmm. that kind of article. But most of the current stuff, the quote unquote news is mainly about Kate and it's all positive. Like there isn't one article on there that's skewed slightly negative towards her. No, it's all about her amazing fashion, how her and Queen Camilla are coordinating. They're getting along well. It's really Mm -hmm. crazy to see how positive it is. And it leaves me curious. And one of the things that's really standing out to me is there's this article called From Mignonette to Mama, the touching Mm -hmm. things for each other that show William, Kate, and their young children really are family first and foremost. It's articles like that. So it's really interesting, you know, and then the next one is Kate gets attention with the king's blessing. I mean, you guys, it's so heavy on Kate. It's the really power crazy. suit princess, how Kate Middleton is I mean, uses wardrobe to show she really means business. Didn't we all get mad when Meghan Markle first wore a pantsuit? Like, again. I believe we did. I Not just, uh, no, 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 but like the Daily Mail. <laughs> right. So it's yeah, so no, they interesting. Were furious. And I wonder again, like, we know about the Royal Rota, we know how this works. And it comes back to the fact of like, We talked so much before the coronation about how with like Megan removed, they were really throwing Kate under the bus on a few things. And I Mm -hmm. wonder if, again, it's that sort of give and take balance, because none of these stories are really these aren't her like going, doing walkabouts, meeting people. It's about her fashion. It's about their home Mm -hmm. life. It's about her being a mother. It's very deeply seated in like who she is as a personal brand. And I'm like, is Mm -hmm. that the exchange? Like, is that what we do? With the Royal Rota, are we seeing that play out? I think we are. Because I've never seen anyone comment on someone's fashions so much. And I, okay, I take that back. I haven't seen people comment so much on someone's fashion that's so boring. Yeah. Like, she's not doing anything, like, amazing. Like, she's not, you know, a trailblazer. She's literally, I mean, these are things that are, are on, like, my Pinterest. Like, when I'm, like, work outfits. Yes, yes. Like, it's not, it's Banana Republic. <laughs> it's like crazy. It's like, they're, like, this but it is almost oh, feels like they're bows. trying to set her foundation as like a fashionista. Like, they're trying, and she, when she first came on the scene, she really was, but it's like they really are trying to like create this moment for Kate. And I know mm-hmm. last week there was the whole pink power suit Barbie core conversation. And I feel like you and I had different thoughts on that. And I was DMing with Elizabeth Holmes, who we had on the podcast a few weeks ago, because I really did feel like it was intentional. Like stylists talk, stylists know what's mm-hmm. going on in the zeitgeist of culture. And in my opinion, it's like, let's get her to rewear this outfit. That's, mm-hmm. you know, Barbie core pink. The day that Margot Robbie's Vogue article, like Vogue cover drops, the new trailer drops, I felt like it was extremely intentional. But I feel like you felt it wasn't. I got to be honest. I don't know what I thought. You're like, I don't care. (laughs) I kind of just thought it was ugly. (laughs) I don't know. With the pearl belt? The thing is, is like, yeah, that the belt. (laughs) 
And this is someone like, I'm not a fashion queen, okay? I'm like a jeans and a t-shirt kind of gal. So, but I know what I like and I know what I don't. And it's like, the thing about the royals and their fashion is they speak so much through their clothes. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you like reading into it, it makes sense. We should be reading into it because, I mean, it's like succession, you know, when Willa wears the black choker around her neck, mm-hmm. that's a symbol of like her past and how she's bringing it into the current. And it's yeah. like, that's the same thing with this family. There is intention left, right, and center. But I also like when you brought this Daily Mail Royals page to my attention and I saw all this like positive, positive Kate press, I was blown away. Blown mm-hmm. away. And I wonder if we'll see it continue because it's so interesting. Like, again, if you keep scrolling down, that's talking about, you know, how Charles and Camilla feel about her popularity and things like that. And they're like, oh, well, they think she's a great role model um, and representative of the monarchy Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. And it's just so funny because it's like this history repeating itself in my mind as a spectator of like, we had Megan being ultra popular and like nobody was happy about it. And I always come Mm -hmm. back to the fact that she would have been such a solid asset. And it's like, why are you now recycling what could have been to try and make Kate happen? You know? I know. Stop trying to make Kate happen. Stop trying to make Kate happen. And listen, I like her. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't dislike her, but I dislike this like media twisting and like, I don't like the Royal Rota is my issue. (laughs) Yeah. And it just, now I think in looking at it so much and with such a lens, like, it's so blatantly obvious that it's hard to take at face value. Totally. I agree. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's get into another topic, because this one, this one really, like, I have so many thoughts about this in the sense of, like, thoughts from, like, I don't get it, to why, to <laughs> let me die. To, in. oh my God. Yeah, oh my God, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Yeah. So Buckingham Palace rejects a request to return Prince Alamehu's body to Ethiopia. So Prince Dejach Alamehu, I hope I'm saying that correctly, of Abyssinia. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad I didn't take this. I know. Tongue twister. I would be ruining it. (laughs) Abyssinia will remain buried in St. George's Chapel at Windsor Castle after Buckingham Palace refused a request to repatriate his body. So essentially, Prince Alamehu's descendants made a request for him to be returned to Ethiopia. But let's get into the history of it, okay? So who was this prince? So he was the son of Emperor Tudros II of Ethiopia and Empress Teruwerk Wube. His father committed suicide after his defeat by the British, and British forces came to rescue the Protestant missionaries he was holding hostage. So the prince was orphaned when his mother died during the trip to the coast, and the British forces had intended to take them both to Britain, but the prince ended up traveling alone. And he was introduced to Queen Victoria, and she seemingly kind of like 
not like took pity on him, but like took him under her wing, right? Yeah, and this is also through the lens of like colonizers. So yes. who knows if she really did? Yes, like who knows what the actual story is, but this right. is the nice story that we are painting. This is what so, we're getting. This is the scholastic version. Yes, and he was seven years old. Then he went on to be educated in Britain, um, but then they were saying that he was deeply unhappy due to the racism that he encountered, and he was then sent to stay with his old tutor, Cyril Ransom, but he contracted pleurisy and died of illness six weeks later. So he died very young and Queen Victoria made the request that he be buried at St. George's Chapel where a lot of royal family members are buried. And so the deans and canon of Windsor are very sensitive um, to basically repatriate this body because they said that it may disturb some of the other bodies laid to rest um, in the vicinity. Now, mm-hmm. I have a couple of questions here because I definitely understand that sentiment. But my questions are, how are these people buried that it's going to disturb them? Like, can they not say this is where he is? Let's just extract Mm -hmm. this one person. Like, how are they buried? And number two, I would be remiss to not say just in my like, you know, not even bitterness, but like tainted view of human beings that like, they just don't want to fucking do it. They're like, no, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking that if they were to return him to Ethiopia, then that would be like their kind of way of like acknowledging Mm -hmm. that they did this bad thing and they are colonizers and they, yes, they did take a six year old orphan to Britain and like tried to make him incorporate in British monarchy royal life. So I just don't think that they want to acknowledge that. Exactly. And essentially, mm-hmm. like you you talk about sort of like this reads to me, and I know again they painted it as like a very nice story. People magazine uh wrote this article, but it's like, so what Queen Victoria had this little plaything child. He was, you know, Mm -hmm. put into this world and experienced a ton of racism. And then he was sent away to Leeds to live with his old tutor. And he got sick Mm -hmm. and died. And then Queen Victoria was Mm -hmm. like, I want him buried here. Like, I understand that that is very prestigious and that a lot of royal families uh, members are buried there. But it's like it it doesn't like you race at all. Like It doesn't do anything. It doesn't fucking matter. And had he lived, what would have happened to him? You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, what was the plan here? Yes. It's so weird. It's so gross. And like them, yeah, them like bringing him back to Ethiopia and doing all of this. I just think that would just mean that it's like admitting they did something wrong. Yes, exactly. Admitting fault. Who knows if it would open up a can of worms? Like again, who knows who else they've got? hundred. <laughs> no, it would a hundred. That's that's it, Lex. It would a hundred percent because then it would like open the gates to being like, okay, then all of the museums where you took all of our, mm-hmm. you know, artifacts and everything like that. That all of the jewels, as well. yeah, all of the jewels that you've taken. Like I think it would just become a slippery slope for them. And they're like, yes. we're not doing that. Yes. Which makes Which them look terrible. Makes them look terrible. I understand it from a business sense, but like from a humane sense, it's insane to me. 
Um, mm-hmm. And again, just like another example of this like archaic institution who refuses to own up to any of their, you know, past history. And I just mm-hmm. am like, continue to be blown away. It's not the best press story. And they really did a good job of like making it seem kind. I know. I was reading this People magazine article and I was like, oh my God, Queen Victoria. Like what a nice yeah, woman. I know. I was like, oh, she like took him under her wing. And yeah, again, this has been a number of requests to be repatriated have been made um, by like the president of Ethiopia and no change has continued to come. So I guess this is not going to happen. You know, I don't know. It's just a bad look all around. But I think, you know, at the very least for the royal family, it's like the dean and canons of Windsor. It's not the royal family making this decision. So in that regard, hopefully Charles is not feeling too much heat during his self-care week in Tanzania. (laughs) I feel like this article kind of like, like this story is kind of like being flown under the radar a little bit. Like it's not like a big story. I feel like if it were happening here, it would be a bigger story. America, I yes. feel like it would be a bigger story. Yes. I mean, I mean, you see stories like this and then you wonder why we're talking about Kate's pussy bows and her fashion. Oh my god. No, that's what they're called. <laughs> no, I know, but I didn't even Oh, you were, it was, there was you weren't a long, expecting me to throw it or out. something. It was like, I was scared. It's <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Wow. That would be, those would be, that would be quite the article, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's get into one last, because I do want to hear your thoughts here as well. And, you know, okay. of course, from time to time, these articles pop up and they're very much like speculation, but they come from somebody, you know, within the royal family, an active source who is willing to be named. And again, it's speculation, but I do love talking about these things just because I'm always curious myself. So a former royal butler claims that it is very possible that Harry and Meghan will move back to the UK. So King Charles's former royal butler has said that this is possible at some point in the near future and that, yes, they may seem happy in the States, but that Harry will always have an association with the UK and he believes he will not want to sever ties with his home country. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I I hate to say it, Sam. I kind of agree. The working the royals are thing. all so old. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> they need I him. I 100% agree. They need him. At first, at first I was like, there's no way. I know. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, I don't think... Megan and Harry are going to be the status and like do the work that they think that they would be able to do here. And then I feel like they'll, they'll make a change. Like I feel like Charles will call him up and be like, mm-hmm. has, we need your ass. Working. We need you. We need yeah. you doing these walkabouts. You, we have to do something and feet are tired. You know, and the kids are too young. Like, Charlotte can't be out there hustling for this family. No. And everyone else is so old that kids are too young and there will come a point. Like, this is the other thing. When Wills becomes king, like, they will need more youthful working royals than ever. Like, I'm sorry. Charles and Camilla are in their late 70s. Like, 
And I know Queenie lived till, you know, her 90s and they very much, they very well may as well. That's a terrible sentence. They may as well. (laughs) Let's just cut that down. But like, we got Charles after the coronation. No, but Charles after the coronation needing self-care week in Tanzania. Like, I know. They need rest. Who's working out there? Who's working out there? No one. And that's the thing. I feel like the country desperately, and this is coming from someone that doesn't live there. You know, this is all just how I feel. But I, but I, this is how actually, you know what? This is how I feel about America too. It's like we need someone like young in mm-hmm. leadership. Like we need someone in a position of power who's like kind of with the program, not mm-hmm. like a geriatric individual. Um, and I just feel like, especially after the Queen's like really long reign. And like the last like 20 years, yeah, she still was working, but it's like she didn't have the same, you know, yeah. spitfire spark, sass, spunk. spark, spunk, you know? Yes. And then you got Charles and then you got Anne and you got Edward. I'm not even counting Andrew because he's a no. event in my opinion. Gone. Gone. So like what else do you have? And I just I can totally, totally see them moving back. Yeah. Not in like the near, near future, but like I, was I would five say two years. years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing, right? Like five years, you got Charles and Camilla in their 80s, you know, mid 80s. So it's like you need them back. And if you if you like keep looking at this article, um, author and journalist Tina Brown said that the royal couple would be welcome back despite their longstanding feud with the royal family as they were a huge asset to the royals and helped them in connecting to the young of England. And it's true. Like, we we have said this, despite all of the ups and downs in our opinions of the royal family, Harry and Meghan, Wills and Kate, like, they were a huge asset. Having mm-hmm. Meghan in the royal family, with the royal family backing them positively, getting over their, like, negative sentiment of her popularity, like, would be massive. Mm-hmm. And I think that Meg and Harry know that as well. And that's why, to your point... Yeah, they're riding high right now in the U.S., and I'm sure they'll continue to do great things with their businesses and organizations. But, like, if they want a little plus-up or refresh in their brand and popularity, making amends with the royal family would be a huge story. I also feel like there could be, like, a bribe at some point. Like, Charles could be like, we'll give you full security back. Yeah. If you come back. They have to. You know they what I'm saying? Like, there has to be something. I, I can really see them coming back, but. I know. We'll see. And I would welcome it. I'd be excited. I would also love to like watch that live on TV, like them getting off a plane back in the UK. Succession style. <laughs> Seriously. Getting on the tarmac, barefoot mats uh, and vibes. You know, Charles is like asking for Harry to come back and Wills is like, I am the eldest boy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely something that's been said. For sure. Uh, Charles probably said that. Absolutely he did. Yeah. Oh my God. That feels so Charles. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Okay, Lex, I'm so excited mm-hmm. to finally discuss this. So are you ready to make it rain? I am so ready to make it rain. And I just like texted you last night because I was like, I feel like we have a moment to discuss this. And it is, of course, Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. I want to make it rain on this show because I've watched it now coming up on three times. So <laughs> that's a problem. I loved this show. There have been nearly 400 million viewing hours of this show in the first three weeks that it aired. Yeah. And like Shonda. They're all you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shonda literally delivered. What are your, what were your first thoughts on this show? Oh my God. Okay. So first of all, let me say I loved season one of Bridgerton. When -hmm. you really talk about what we watched that season, it's fucking crazy, but we were on lockdown still. And like all of us were horny and bored and yes, you know, we were ready for whatever horny and bored. Sean was going to throw at us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ready. And so, yeah. So, I mean, it was like, it's kind of like the worst show you've ever seen, but it's also like one of the best. And so the second season, I didn't feel so, I wasn't like super into it, if I'm being totally honest. So Mm -hmm. this one, when I plugged in (laughs) to Queen Charlotte of Bridgerton story, I ascended. I can't tell you how much I loved this fucking show. Shonda Mm -hmm. Rhimes is all over it. She wrote this, so she didn't write, you know. Yeah, Bridgerton. She wrote every single episode of this, I'm pretty sure, right? I think so, yeah. And um, you can tell because mm-hmm. it's giving grace. It's giving scandal. It's giving how to get away with murder. I'm obsessed. I, I like the monologues they would go on is so Shonda. So Shonda. It, it was so incredible. I mean- I, oh, I just, I loved everything about it. I was obsessed. That's I know. all I wanted to talk about. The story, the acting. Oh I God. actually found compared to like Bridgerton, like the original Bridgerton so- stories, like mm-hmm. this had less sex, right? Like I'm not crazy yeah. in thinking that. No, it had way less. But like. And it wasn't like weird. Yeah, it wasn't no one weird. Was like jerking off in the corner. Like yeah. it was like this was this felt normal. This to me was more of a love story. Yeah. And more about like like honestly like mental health and like mental illness and like I loved the approach that she took in this story where it wasn't you know, okay, if any please if you haven't watched and you don't want spoilers, please leave the yes. podcast. <laughs> yes. But please turn off the podcast now. Please just turn it off or just fast forward. Um is like I could cry honestly. I thought it was so beautiful. I know. Her take on it with, you know, the prince or the king, excuse me, excuse me. King George was like, yes, he had this, you know, Mental illness, mental illness, but she didn't need to fix him. There wasn't this like need to be like, okay, we need to make him better. Yeah, it was like he is okay like this. How he he is is happy. He is not hurting anyone. It's fine. Yeah, and I love him. And the speech that she gave her son about love is a choice. No, I mean I was seriously sobbing. 
I know. And okay, for some context, because I'm just, we just went for it. Sorry, I just really jumped right in. So Queen Charlotte in Bridgerton is the queen that you see with all of the like outrageous hairdos. And she's the one that like brings the ton together to decide like the eligible female who will marry whatever eligible bachelor needs to be married that year. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we get this sort of juxtaposition between OG Queen Charlotte that we know from Bridgerton and her origin story with her husband. And in the OG Bridgerton, we get snippets of her husband from time to time. He pops in, but we don't see him all that much. But this is, you know, towing the line of based on a true story and embellishment. And so the real King George did deal with mental illness. Queen Charlotte and King George are talked about as one of like the greatest royal love stories because she like, you know, stood up for him and fought for him and had his back. And to your point was like, if he wants to be mad, let him be mad. Like, stop trying to fix him. I love this person. I am committed to them. And we will get through this together. Come what and may. And you're hurting him yes. by trying to, quote, fix him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so it's just like so well done in how they weave in the actual history or like snippets of the history with obviously, you know, a fictional story. Um, and just the acting, like the chemistry of young Charlotte and young George is off the fucking charts, even before they have sex. Like, I am... I know. Like, when he says just George, when she's trying to climb that wall the first scene they meet each other... I know. And then the the flip, when he takes her to the house, I'm just like, this acting, I love how the show brings, like, these characters, or these actors that we don't really know, and you fall in love with them through, like, the entire series. It's... I love that we got her origin story because mm-hmm. in Bridgerton, like she kind of comes off like such a hard ass. Like, yes, you kind of don't know anything. You're like, why is she like this? Like, yes. What is sorrows, going on? prayers, sorrows, prayers. Yes. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck? So it's kind of it's so nice to see her, you know, as a younger woman. And yes. Her love story with George and like why she feels so strongly about having heirs and everything like that. But then, I mean, I can't talk about Queen Charlotte without talking about Lady Dansbury. Oh my God. Obsessed. 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 Again, like I loved getting the origin story of these people. Cause like you see Lady Dansbury and OG Bridgerton and you're like, I like her. And again, like she, she got there for me, but at first I'm like, she's kind of cold. She's kind of scheming and conniving. And then you get so much more like empathy for her understanding that like she had to be, she literally did that. She was that bitch and was Mm -hmm. like my son, the Lord, like she fought for her place. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that she's like best friends with like her ex lover's daughter. I know. And then with the crowns, with the birthday crowns. Okay. And it was just this like unsaid, like acknowledgement. Yeah. And it was, oh my God. It really, I mean, that's a love story I want to know more about. I know. I was hooked. Like give me Lady Danbury and Violet Bridgerton's dad. Oh my God. And like, show me more of them, please. Because the first guy she got- Lord I know, Dansbury. but like, that's the thing. She still did what she had to do to make him feel valued. You know, like mm-hmm. she also always was like, I got you. Like she's a ride yeah. or die. She's a ride or die bitch, you know, until and he I respect literally that. died. <laughs> until he literally died. And like, guys, it's not a spoiler. Like the man's old. <laughs> yeah, he was so old. And also it's so funny because someone 
tweeted like the power of hair and makeup because he's like super handsome in real life, but they made him look fucking crazy. Oh my gosh, I yeah, haven't he's seen like a him very in real handsome life. man. Yeah. <laughs> they I make him look, to look nuts <laughs> I know. in this show. Um, but King George, I mean the final scene, spoiler warning again. Sorry, you know, but when they go under the bed. No. No. And like, you know, they're escaping the heavens together. And like they <laughs> I'm literally gonna cry. cry. When they like talk about, you know, like that they're going to have an heir and like they just like go back and like you see the scene go back and forth between like young Charlotte and young George. Like I wasn't okay. I'm literally crying. It was so emotional. It got me fucked up. I know. It kept flipping between them and they're smiling at each other. I know. Like I have chills. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It was so powerful. Am I okay? Oh my God. We're not okay. And like every, okay, we haven't even gotten no. to Reynolds and Brimsley. Like oh. Brimsley. No, stop. I just, stop. You're going to make me cry again. So Reynolds and Brimsley were like the king and queen's right-hand men. So Reynolds mm. is the king's right-hand man and Brimsley is the queen's. And you see Brimsley in like, again, OG Bridgerton. Um, and he is the queen's right-hand man, always has been. And he's always five steps behind her, never leaves her side. And so when the king and queen come together, the two like right-hand men have time where they're waiting for them to have sex or argue or talk or whatever. And they run off and they're in a relationship and they're in love. And there's this one scene no, toward the end of the show where it's just like... <laughs> no it's just like the most beautiful cut from old. And it's so unexpected. Yeah, so unexpected from like the young Bridger, like the young Queen Charlotte story to like present day that we know in the Bridgerton era. And like, mm-hmm. it is just something else. I'm literally sobbing as we're talking about this. Yes, they're the dancing. dancing scene. And then like it flashes to now and yeah. like he's dancing by himself. <laughs> fucking brimsley like i was not okay and like because you fall in love with him and like you f- you realize like i know like, you, you fall, fall in love with, this, with like, both love story <laughs> we're like I, making it rain tears <laughs> it, no it's truly oh my like, god like i've never I, experienced a show where it's like we're we're recapping it i've literally seen it three times i know it's gonna happen and i am trying to not sob uncontrollably right now brimsley got us you know we got to i know hearts and minds uh brimsley really really got us and then when he's like everyone serves the king but i like serve the queen because she's like you've never like had a family or blah 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 and i'm like oh god <laughs> i know I hope we get another one where Shonda writes it again. I know. Like, this was the thing that also was so difficult. Like, we don't, like, we're not going to get a season two of Queen Charlotte. You know? know? Like, that to me is, it makes me sad. I know. I'm sad for I'm us. Like, so, wait, who was your favorite George, right? What were the four? There's, like, King George, Farmer George. Farmer George, just George. Right? And there's one more. Yeah. Like astrology George or something. He loves astrology George. <laughs> um, like scientist George. Yes. Um, I gotta tell you, I really love Farmer George. Mm-hmm. Him out in that and his field, element. Just in his little garden, like just loving life, you know. 
I love mm-hmm. that. Because like at first you really didn't know where the story was going to take you when mm-hmm. he was like in his little like astrology palace thing, his observatory. Oh, yeah. And, and I like, love is he, like, cheating on her. Yeah. And like I love like, is he gay. Yes, exactly. I loved how they like unraveled that part of the right. story. And I think to your point about it being a lot about mental health, like uh, as I'm crying, it was really, <laughs> really tastefully done in that like, you know, she's like, what's wrong with him? Is he cheated on me? He doesn't want me, so on and so forth. And it's like, no, he's just dealing with this internalized shame of his like mental illness. And at that time, more than ever, like he doesn't know how to acknowledge or deal with that. And then he wants to be better for his wife and then ultimately his baby. But it's like, she doesn't care. And like, mm-hmm. I just love that it was such a like current narrative and a very old story being told of like, we all deal with this shit and how progressive of this queen, whether that's real or not, you know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. in this storyline, how progressive that this person was like, no, I see that side of you. I stand by that side of you. And I love that side of you. Whatever happens. Like mm-hmm. it was just like, really, really tastefully done. And loving him was a choice that she made. Yes. You know, it wasn't. And like, <laughs> I just, no, I know. <laughs> like, are we okay? Oh my God. We're not. <laughs> Like loving him was a choice. And, um, you know, like I said earlier, like he wasn't hurting anyone. He was happy. He was fine. He loved her. Mm -hmm. He treated her like a queen. And she was like, okay. So he likes to talk about Venus and like the stars. Okay. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So to sum up, if you have not watched Queen Charlotte, please do. I cannot wait. I wonder like if... This is the last thing I do want to ask you before we get into male or fail. But like, if they could do another origin story of another character on the show, who would you want it to be? Like, would you want to dive deeper into like Lady Danbury or Violet Bridgerton? Would you want somebody that we might not even like be thinking about in the context? I kind of, of want like someone that we've seen maybe in the background, but like we mm-hmm. really don't know who they are. Yeah. Like, I don't need, like, more... I mean, of course, like, I wouldn't complain if we got, like, a Lady Dansbury type thing, but I feel like I want someone kind of maybe new. It's time for our favorite game of Mail or Fail. One of these is a real headline from the Daily Mail or a similar publication, and the other has been completely made up by our producers. So will we spot the mail or will we fail? Okay, so option number one. Let's try again. Meghan Markle is said to be planning a revamp to her podcast, Archetypes, after a year hiatus. Option number two. Why the delay? Sarah Ferguson is yet to release her podcast despite teasing the first episode. I mean, I gotta go number number one. one. Yeah. (laughs) This is what Meghan does. This is what they do. Um, Let's see. Oh, no, we were wrong. So it's why the delay, Fergie, Sarah Ferguson is yet to release her podcast despite releasing. She has a podcast coming. Our vlogging queen. She's she's busy. (laughs) She's Sheena Shea of the royal family. Like she is going to get her coins. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Sarah Ferguson has yet to release. She continues to amaze me. Her new podcast, despite teasing the first episode would be shared. A week ago, the Duchess of York shared an Instagram post on 15th of May confirming the first episode of 
tea talks with the Duchess and Sarah would be released days later. She explained it is a new weekly podcast about the highs and lows of everyday life and would see her taking on some of the biggest and strangest stories from around the world. Um, I can tell you what I don't need is I don't need Sarah Ferguson's takes on stories from around the world. <laughs> Every, I just or everyday don't. life. <laughs> yeah. What is your everyday life? Sticking what? up for Andrew. Get a fucking what? Grip. I can't with this. I mean, am I intrigued and will I listen? Sure. Oh, look, she went off to share the hashtag, spill the tea on the post. No topic is off the table. No biscuit will remain undunked. Oh, oh my God. My God. I need this. She's now here, I wonder if the royal family is trying to pull the plug on this podcast because it sounds bonkers. I mean, it sounds crazy and I don't feel like they would ever approve of this. No, there's no, no. way. There's no way. Well, we'll see. If if she does release an episode, we will listen and we will talk about it on here. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. TBD on that because it's <laughs> where, why the delay? <laughs> Um, so to finish up, let's name our spotted dick for the episode. Who has been a real steamed pudding this week? Lex? I mean, for me, it's the Dean and Canons of Windsor who are unwilling to um, repatriate Prince Alamehu's body. I I agree. It's just I like, would say that as well. Um, but just for the sake of it. No, that's it. <laughs> That's, I, I, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the spot of dick. We could argue the Daily Mail, but like, we already knew that. Yeah, we already knew <laughs> that. So that's it for this week's episode of Crown Jewels, you guys. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Thursday, so be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss our next episode. Tell all of your royally obsessed friends and follow me at Lex Nico. And you can follow me at Bravo Historian. And until next time... May God save the bitch. Betches.